Welcome to Pivot Talks with PC. My name is Pauline Caballero, and we're talking change. It isn't coming. It's here. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome. I am super excited to be starting off um, this sort of, I'll call it like season two of Pivot Podcast with Pauline Caballero. And I might have some special guests hosting. Um, You'll meet my medium, Michelle Murphy, and uh, you've heard from her before, but I think Michelle might be hosting some uh, podcasts in the future. But in the interim, I'm really happy and honored to be here with my childhood friend, Cindy Gomez. Thank you so much, Cindy, for joining. Thank you so much, Pauline. It's so awesome to be here with you, my literally childhood friend. We were, I don't know, how old were we? <laughs> Let's not say. <laughs> Let's not say. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> Very young. Darien Lake and camping with our families. Oh, yes, we had so many amazing childhood memories, definitely. Crazy. Well, I mean, it was interesting because I've sort of been, not sort of, but definitely been a, um, a fan from afar. And it's been amazing to watch you in your journey. You know, it's, it's interesting when we, when we know people from when our, we're younger, there's always this like traditional path, you know, like you go to school, you get married, you have children. There's always that traditional path. And then there's the path of the crazy the, people. Well, the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you really took that path. Like you have just been reinventing yourself over and over and over again. <laughs> well, look at you. I'm I'm really impressed by everything you've done and accomplished. I'm like, I'm, I'm blown away, honestly. So kudos to you. Mm, well, thank you. And like, for those of you listening and don't know, Cindy has been um, a singer. I mean, I know you most as a singer and I know you've dabbled in many other business entrepreneurships and really being of service for others, but, you know, maybe you can tell us a little bit about sort of your path and kind of what has led you here. Cause it's so interesting, you know, we're chatting before this uh, podcast and you're saying how you're really curious about what's your next chapter going to be. And it's just the way you express that is such, you know, such beautiful wonder and curiosity. It's not often that you see someone in the midst of like change and shifting being like, oh, I wonder what could be possible here today. Yeah, I, I feel well, like, like you and the book you wrote about pivot, right? I feel life is about constantly evolving to the next version of yourself, right? So I'm just, I'm in for the ride and whatever, wherever that journey takes me, I'm going. <laughs> so it's, it's always exciting because it's like, okay, what's the next version of Cindy that I wish to see happening? And I feel it's a brand new chapter now. I, I moved to the Caribbean um, and I'm, I was, I've been doing music for a while, but also the last four or five years, I've been really focusing on a video game development studio with my husband and so I kind of, you know, put, you know, when you have a new business, you kind of put blinders on and you really focus to make that happen. So I was doing some music here and there, but not as much. And now it's just that desire. I call it the music bug. It just, <laughs> it came full front force and center. And this desire was so strong that I just randomly after just, I need, I want to be in a studio. I want to work with some great people and I want to perform on stages and literally a week goes by and I get a call. Do you want to come perform in Mexico? And I hadn't been getting any calls like that. So it's really interesting when you put a really strong intention into something, how it just kind of manifests or it shifts and it changes your life. And I feel like right now it's a brand new chapter living somewhere new and 
literally anything can happen. That's why it's so exciting. Like I'm kind of, it's something that I've had to learn is to become excited about the unknown because mm-hmm. a lot of, well, I would say I'm, I'm a little bit of a control freak <laughs> where, you know, I'm like always looking to do all these kind of things. But as of like two or three years ago, just before the pandemic hit, it was the first time that randomly I, you know, in meditation received this kind of guidance to, okay, this year, I'm not going to ask for something for the new year. Normally I have like, okay, what is it that I want to accomplish this new year? What do I feel like doing? And I had nothing. It's like, okay, I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm just going to be in the absolute flow, which was a very weird thing after so many years in your life, you know, and then, and then I understood why. And then the pandemic hit. I'm like, ah, okay. Now it makes sense. Like I had to, you know, really go within and, and, you know, change a lot of things. And um, yeah. And so anyways, here I am today with a brand new chapter and we'll see what, what comes. And this is the exciting thing. I think everyone right now is, in that process of a, of transformation and a new chapter, especially after all this, the last few years. Yeah. That's pretty phenomenal though, actually that, you know, you were sort of hit by the insight of not asking for anything. And then the entire world shuts down. Yeah, it was, it was very strange. Well, um, I have some pretty interesting meditations. <laughs> so a lot of weird things do happen in them at times, not always, but that was a very, really pivotal moment for me where it kind of was like, oh, okay, something is going to shift. And, and it was weird. It's like, for me, it was kind of telling me that I had to really um, just, just be unconditionally loving. And just for me, that unconditional loving is that neutral zone where you're not super high or super low vibrating. It's like, you're just, everything is great because really everything is great. There's mm-hmm. a lesson in, in, in everything. Right. So it was, it was a good moment. Hmm. I love that. I mean, the it's, it's interesting because not often are we like in tune with our vibration mm. and not always are we in tune with, you know, it, um, just that neutral. It's funny. Cause I talk to my children a lot about that, you know, like not too high, not too low, but like, what does it look like to actually just be? Yes. And it's, to be yeah. It's, it's tricky because, you know, we all kind of set out, like, we got to be happy, happy, happy all the time. I don't, I think it's a little bit unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and also too, it's like, hmm, how do I describe that? But it's, it's a tricky state where, you know, we always want to be like super high, but it, if you go too high, you eventually will go, go down too low. Right. So when you have that nice neutral zone, you learn to have that awareness of just, that peace, right? The stillness, the relaxation and harmony with yourself and harmony with the flow of like being in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Then it kind of shifts everything. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you got that a lot by moving to the Caribbean, like just getting out of North America, I'll say? Yes, I did find it's a very, very different energy, like huge because you know, I come out here and it's so quick, quick, quick paced. Right. Mm -hmm. And over there, it's just, you get to relax. Like I I find for my, for me personally, it's more quality of life. I get to go for lunch and enjoy at the beach, as opposed to, you know, being in the four walls, mind you, that's not for everybody. Right. So, um, and, and at first, and when I first moved out there, I was so used to the super quick pace and like doing so many different projects at the same time that as excited as I was to move there because I wanted to, you know, be in the warmth and sunshine and, you know, the good atmosphere that I was like, okay, now what, 
what am I supposed to do? There's like nothing to do now. <laughs> and it was like, oh boy, how am I? Yeah. How do I get used to not really doing so much and like just really quieting my mind? So that took some time, but you know, I'm getting there slowly learning to really let it go. I love that. And like, what really had you want to shift that, like to shift and move to the Caribbean? Well, okay. So um, our company was based out of Ontario. It still is. Um, and once everyone had to go home because of COVID and, you know, you couldn't work in the office anymore, then it's like, hmm, wait a minute. Why am I in four walls when I could be working on the beach or working from anywhere and not having to worry? So, okay, let's do that. That, and that was really the main reason. And just, you know, it, we got very blessed that the, over there, there wasn't so many rules and regulations and mm-hmm. not many people, you know, had, you know, were, were ill there. So you could go out and there's so much fresh air, right? And yeah. so it was a lot more peaceful. And is your company all still working remotely, like working from home? Yeah. And they seem to love it. So fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's been an interesting challenge the difference between some of the philosophies, right? Like having staff work from home or having them work from the office. Like, do you find that there's any type of camaraderie or, you know, socialization that's missing? Well, yeah, I guess the socialization would be the one part, but um, I don't know, I guess we're, we're building a game. So they get to play the game all the time. <laughs> so there is, they, they have that, you know, that sense of doing things together. And there's always, there's constant talks and meetings it's as if we were in the office regardless but you know you're not necessarily seeing the person per se but I think a lot of them prefer that well not everyone prefers but everyone on our team luckily does because you know they have kids so then you get to do your laundry whenever you want you can get up and make your lunch or or whatever and and it just kind of gives you that opportunity to be home yeah some some people are homebodies and others are not so it's yeah, it's that tricky spot of finding the the right people that work that that make it work for them, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's totally that fine balance of like what is it that works? I mean, right now, so I'm still in the Greater Toronto area, and the traffic is just absurd. Oh yeah. So I can see how like that benefit of having that work from home philosophy would be really powerful. Yeah. So you have been so you're in you're dabbling in music. Yeah. And also building a video game. Yeah. And is it like an AI video game? Is it like through the Oculus? Like, tell us a little bit. Or so, so you? <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely, it's, or it's already playable. So we did a, a closed alpha, which means, so we limited it to a thousand players. It was, it did quite well. And now the next open alpha, maybe out in November, I, you know, it's, it's a tech thing. So it's always the, the moving target when the thing actually happens, but um. Yeah, it's, it's going really great. And it's like a RPG. So that means role player game, PVP, which means player versus player. I've had to learn all these things, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I don't know anything of the, the creative side is all my husband. That's his. He's been doing it for many, many years. And that's his baby. He's genius at that. Me, it's all just the finance, took the business thing and just, you know, get the money and make all the, the other stuff happen so that the game happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, like you, I think you do also um, finance as well. And you do a whole bunch of things and in, in you're, you've done so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I say that I'm like a chronic entrepreneur and it's interesting because my husband was just saying today, he's like, oh, you're bored, aren't you? And like, like, 
what are you like, what's going on? I can always tell when you're a little bit bored. I'm like, well, you know, I'm just right now I'm really into reading, but I love your, I love your analogy about like less is more and like really like vibing with your vibration. Like one of the things that's behind me, um, for those of you that are listening, you can't see it, but it's a, a tune bed. So it's a sound and vibrational therapy. And it was interesting because my, um, I call her my life angel, but this girl, Tasha, that really helps me run my household. She, um, she called me here. She texted me. She's like, Hey, can I tune? I'm like, yeah, tune. Like, dude, (laughs) I just feel like everyone in my life needs that, um, that level set, you know? And it was interesting because Noah, my 17 year old, he said to me, uh, I was asking him like, what are your coping mechanisms going to be this year? Because you're, you know, you're, you've got a lot going on similar to what you were sharing. You know, you've got your singing, you've got your gaming, you know, you're re-evaluating and you've reset your life. I said to Noah, I'm like, how are you going to manage that all? Like, what are, what are you going to use? What tools are you going to use? And you know what he said to me, Cindy, he said, well, I meditate on Mondays, mom. Nice. Like, dude, it's like, okay, we meditate on Mondays, Mondays for meditation, but mm-hmm. it's something that's, you know, I'll say like for us, for, for, I'll speak for myself, like when I was growing up, it wasn't something that we were talked about, at least not in my household and at least not at school. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that, um, really getting aligned with like, what is your vibration? What is it that you want to be accountable for? And, you know, having a really powerful way of being Mm -hmm. yeah and I I don't know if that's something that you like you really developed in your like your stage presence or you know even in just like your whole career development but like how is it that you like come to that place so the, the whole meditation thing happened like I say, sometimes you have to learn by bricks on your head or like a hammer. I had a, a massive hammer on my head. I was signed to Interscope Records and Universal Records. And I had this big th- blowout with a manager and then everything came crashing down. Like I was supposed to star in my own movie. Um, I had everything on a silver platter, was living an unbelievable life in Los Angeles. And then it just crashed and it's like one of those movies you watch of what happened, what happened, what's the bad thing, right? The, you know, the, what the 50, 50th minute in the movie before it gets really good. <laughs> and so it, it all came crashing down. And because of that, that is what led me to really just dis- ask, who am I, right? I think that was like the biggest eye-opening thing for me and to discover who is Cindy Gomez or I, not Cindy on earth, but beyond, right? Like really go down deep, deep, deep down the rabbit hole because I had to really go inwards because all of a sudden I had so much anger because I was, you know, blaming someone else like, oh, this, but then, you know, I had to learn, oh, one finger is pointing that way, but three, it's me really. Like I had to take on hundred percent responsibility for that and realize I brought these people in my life for whatever reason and there's something to come of this. And I had to learn forgiveness. That was another huge thing. And so, but it was through meditation. Like I really needed to discover me and I needed to connect to something else because I just didn't understand why everything was just crashing and burning. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, that was like a massive hammer on the head that was a huge, like, okay, it's time for me to figure something out. And through the meditation and yeah, that's how I discovered. And I, I was doing it a lot for, and I would spend even a month, like hours and hours and hours on end, just trying to figure it out. Cause 
I had to, I, I knew like having so much anger inside because I was like, oh, this person took my dream away. That's not true. Now I understand that. But at the time I was so angry that I had to shift that. And I knew it was not good for me. So mm. I had to change my perspective and, and of how I saw the whole thing. How old were you when this happened? I think 30. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what was like, how did you even come about that like meditation piece? Like was some, was there like a program that you took or was there someone that introduced something to you? Um, so I was in Los Angeles and well, there was two things I was like, okay, somebody had told me about ayahuasca <laughs> and I don't know if you know much about that, but, um, it's, okay. Yeah. It's a little bit of a, like a spiritual drug. And, um, I didn't take it at the time, but I had a friend who had an amazing result from it. And she had an issue with her mother and she saw eventually when she took that, she saw herself in the mother's womb and was able to understand. So I thought, Ooh, I need this. I need to fix what's going on with me. And I need to be good with this whole situation. And I, I like, I was thinking I wanted the quick fix too. Right. Yeah. And like we all North Americans do let's, let's fix it now. That doesn't work that way. This healing is like an onion. You're peeling layers upon layers upon layers, and it could take years or it could be quicker. It's just your own mindset. Right. And how quick you believe healing can happen because mm -hmm. it can be instantaneously. Mm -hmm. Um, it was not for me. <laughs> it was not. So um, anyhow, I that was one thing that I thought I could do. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to go to Peru and do this ayahuasca. And that didn't end up happening. And so somebody had mentioned, why don't you do meditation? There's there's a great transcendental um, center out here in Los Angeles. You could learn and I said, sure, sign me up. I'll do anything. <laughs> so I started with that and it lit the first, the first one, it instantaneously shift, like already it was huge results. So, okay. I'm like, I got to do this. So I started doing the 20 minutes daily for a few months and then adding more time. And yeah, that it really made a huge difference. And so do you still meditate every day? Not every day. But I am as, as now, like today I did again um, mm -hmm. and will continue to do a little bit more frequently because sometimes like now that I've been traveling, so it hasn't been as much as I would like to, but yeah. it makes a big difference. It really kind of full on, it, for me anyhow, it, I feel more balanced. I feel more, more in tune and yeah, it just changes your perspective a little how, somehow. And for you meditation, like now, is it just like sitting still and like, being mindful and like just really being still or do you have like a guided meditation that you follow um I have done guided stuff in the past but for me it's just like sit down in darkness close the eyes that's it lights out <laughs> and you're out <laughs> and what whatever happens happens like sometimes yeah. you experience amazing things or you receive guidance or a lot of different things can shift or sometimes it's nothing and, and all are all are perfectly fine and great Hmm. Isn't it interesting? We're always looking for like the next best thing and like the next best pill or like the next best guide or guru. And it's, yeah, I, I think I'm adding, I'm at this stage where I'm like, I'm done with all, like, I don't want to look for another thing because as of this year, this year I asked for something Then the new year, I was like, you know what, this year I want to discover the limitlessness, right. And realize, you know, the power like the, the so-called the you are God, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to know that in its entirety. So I've been getting lessons that like slowly teach this because that to me is about releasing control. And it's also about, you know, having like absolute faith, right. And certain things, as opposed to sometimes like clenching in and it's, and it's tricky though, because, you know, when you have a business, you want certain things and sometimes you have time frames and goals, but you kind of have to let that go. And that's just really tough sometimes. <laughs> I know it's interesting because, um, you know, my husband says to me all the time, he's like, you know, you really need to relax. I'm like, not look at like sales objectives and sales goals. And, and it's, it's tough. Right. And fundamentally when we even started the yoga business, I'll never forget my mom. I mean, you know, my mom, Yeah. <laughs> she's, I'm yet to she said to me like, lady, <laughs> you are crazy in the head. Like, what are you doing? No one's going to do yoga. This was back in 2009. And there was just something that like my heart and my head were finally congruent, you know, nice. and they were in like that one line of like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And I lost a lot, you know, my husband and I separated for um, quite some time actually, because no one really understood what I was doing. And I didn't even really understand what I was doing. I just knew I had to do that because it wasn't this. Wow. Awesome. But it's interesting, you know, because that was like, you know, over a decade ago. Right. And now here I am in my 40s and it's like, what the heck? I I know like right now I'm serving my boys. Like that's really like what I'm being a service for. But I can see very clearly where we fall into this rat race. You know, like mm-hmm. I was sharing with you over the, before we got on this call here is like, yeah, my boys are playing hockey. Like I'm literally in the North American rat race and I can justify and like provide value and, you know, explain away why team sports are so important. Like, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's just like interesting to think about like what's possible when there really isn't this like finite goal or there isn't this thing that you're looking to achieve, but really just being in alignment well, when, well, for example, that's a great example. Like when you, when you started, you said you had that head and heart kind of, you knew it. It's, and that's what I find success comes when you're in the knowing full on, you know, it, this is happening. And that's how you either so-called manifest or whatever you want to call it. But you, that the path is laid. You just know that's the path you have to take. And that's one of the big things like that I also had to learn after the whole thing happened to me with the thing, with the, <laughs> with the hammer was, to like listening to that little voice, right? Because I got into all that trouble because I didn't listen to that little voice, right? That I, that little voice, that's that gut instinct that's told me to mm, maybe you shouldn't work with this person or, but then, you know, I put, oh, but you know, they, they're going to make it happen for me. Or like, you know, you, your mind comes up with all these foolish things and you start trusting that as opposed to the gut tells you don't do it. <laughs> And then I, I only learned afterwards and I realized, whoa, I need to trust like me and, and whatever it's telling me to do, regardless, like how you said, you know, pe- everyone thought you were crazy doing that, doing that for me. Um, after I lost my deals, I'm like, okay, now what? I don't know. What am I doing? I, my, at the time boyfriend, which is now my husband had, had a chance to go do a meeting in Malaysia. <laughs> so foolish. I'm like, where's Malaysia? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's besides Singapore. Great. I've been there before. Okay, cool, cool. Let, you know, and then a little voice in, inside of me is like, you need to go there. And I was like, so I told him, let's buy one-way tickets. 
And that's where everyone like said to me, you're crazy. A, what are you going to do? I had lost everything, everything, all the money was gone to all the lawyer fees and all this stuff. So I had like hardly nothing, no money and no opportunity for a job. I had nothing. We're just going there for a meeting. But I said, let's buy one way tickets and stay. And literally it just, I just knew it. I had to be there. Like you, you said that you had to do this. Mm. I just had to go. And I just trusted, which like blindly, which people thought I was absolutely foolish. And they're like, well, you're not, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. So what? So you follow, you follow that intuition. Anything can come. That's the exciting, it's exciting, fun part. And then the worst that can happen is so then you start again or whatever you figure it out but I think a lot of the times we don't listen to that inner voice because we're afraid of but what but but all these doubts and things that pop up but only when you actually do is when all the the magic unfolds right and so like you that's that's I guess that's my story of the magic unfolding for me everything was amazing by you know going there I immediately got work and doing shows like within the third day it's wow crazy like that so same as same with you you know you have to follow that there's an instinct we all have an inner knowing that I guess in North America that it's kind of quiet because we're so used to the chaos and the madness going around us that we don't really stop and hear it Mm. the more you I guess that's why meditation for me was important was the more that you quiet the mind and you're you're able to connect then you're able to hear that inner voice and it gets louder and louder and then you are then you eventually learn to become in that state of flow because that voice is so loud and you continue to listen and then you're just, everything is like working like beautifully. And of course things are going to go up and down, but there's, there's a reason for it. You're learning something from it, but if not, it's like, you're kind of going upstream <laughs> and the upstream is like, it's, it's hard. It's really hard when you're not listening to that inner voice. So Yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, it's beautiful what you're sharing because it's really inspiring me to like really, um, I don't want to say bring back, but like just be more consistent. You know, with my meditation practice, I've recently gotten back to being consistent with moving my body. For me, that's so important. Yeah. My brother has um, schizophrenia and major mental health issues. And, you know, it's part of what's driven me, I'll say, is to like make sure that I'm not that. And it's also what I'm finding has driven me with the boys, right? I'll never forget being pregnant with no one that the doctor saying like, oh, you should not have kids. Schizophrenia is hereditary. Oh my goodness. Dude, I'm too late. Like I was pregnant at the time. Yeah. And, uh, but it's interesting because like what you're saying here is like just that importance of like, you don't need more medicine or more no, no. or more stuff. Like you just need to literally be still and listen. Yeah, it, it really is about just, you know, being in tune with who you are, the greater sense of who you are, not just the Pauline on earth or the Cindy on earth. It's just doing all these things and doing, doing, doing instead of being, let it be on to you. Um, yeah, I, I, trust me, it's not something I have 100% down. And I don't think anybody as a human has that 100% down. But it's even me as a constant reminder, like you said, um, you know, getting back into meditation right now, as I'm traveling, I've been kind of out of it and I've been traveling for over a month now. So I need to also today I started again and I'm like, Hey, Nope, that's it. We're going back. And I, I also have to start moving my body. So these are, you know, when you start getting really busy, those kind of things fall away, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a practice. It's a practice. It becomes a habit, right? 
Mm, I love that. I love that. Cindy, if people want to listen to your music or if they want to learn more about what you're up to, even like with your, your game, where can they find you? Um, so I, so Spotify or anything, they just have to look for Cindy Gomez um, or my website, cindygomez.com. And then the, the game, if anyone's interested in playing, <laughs> it's called Nine Lives Arena. So it's ninelivesarena.com and they can check that out. It's so good. I mean, um, yeah, we need to get together. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, but it was so good to connect with you and I really appreciate you taking this time. And I think, you know, for those of you listening, um, it's very simple, like be still. Yeah, life can be simple. We just make it, we make it harder, right? Yeah. We're all like rushing, rushing, and but yeah. I love that. Listen to your inner voice, be still. Me too. I have to remind myself of that daily because. Me too. I'm like my biggest critic. It's horrible. Sometimes the stuff I say to myself, I'm like, I would never say that out loud to anyone. Why am I saying that to myself? Because you're an alpha female, right? Alpha females like really are, are hardcore, you know, so just as, as, as much as you achieve, you're also the super critical on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, but you're you. awesome. Uh, I <laughs> no love need, it. No need. So what, whatever, whatever your next chapter is, I'm sure. Cause you said you were bored. I'm sure something amazing is going to come from you, whether it be another book or something awesome or another business, who knows? Who knows? Or maybe I'll just be by the beach serving espresso. Come visit. I'm going to be a badass barista. That's what I really want to be doing when I grow up. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Cindy. Thanks, Pauline. Thanks for having me.